Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is a podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. First things first, cold beer of the week on this beautiful day is Hazy Hiker, Hazy Double IPA from Big Lake Brewing out of Holland, Michigan. I think my sister got this for me. So let's give it a shot. I've never had it before. It says it's hazy, so I'm not going to pour it in a glass because we already know what it looks like here. Cheers. That is, uh, hmm, it's not very hoppy. It's, uh, um, it's got like a weird fruit, like uh, not not fruit, like a sweet taste to it. Almost almost like a like a bubble gum or cotton candy flavor on it. it doesn't finish real hoppy. It's just kind of kind of candy. It's weird. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not what I it's not what I expected. I could I could do that with like a that's a dessert beer is what that is. All right. This episode, I'm going to be talking about avoiding family money fights and organizing your affairs. So this is kind of two topics molded into one because they're so they're so related. And I'm going to use a lot of anecdotals, uh, stuff based on my experience uh, uh, working with clients and, and family different experiences and things like that. So depending on your age, you might not think that organizing your affairs and avoiding family fights, you know, is really relevant to you. But I'm going to disagree because... One, it's going to be relevant for you, uh, even if you're young, uh, if something happens to your parents or your grandparents and you have siblings and you're dealing with those kind of money issues. You're also going to deal with money arguments with, as it relates to to your own household and, and working with your spouse and or your significant other, whoever it may be, on, on how you're going to be spending your money. So it's relevant. It's relevant no matter your age group on, on trying to avoid family money squabbles and making sure your stuff's in order. Get your, shits in, your shit in affairs. Your shit and affairs in order. There we go. Um, with regard to you know your 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 parents and grandparents, it may be uncomfortable to have these kind of conversations with them. Uh, and and I get that I do. So only do it if you're comfortable. But making sure that they're organized, not so that you can inherit money, but that way they can avoid their legacy creating problems. And that's what this is all about. Is is nobody wants to see family fight as a result of 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 money. It's just that simple. So the, the first thing I wanted to address with this is having yourself organized personally in your financial plan, right? So w- what that means is, you know, obviously in, in, in the rare incidents where you might get sick or pass away early or you're in an accident, you're incapacitated, whatever it might be, you want somebody to be able to help financially, right? You want somebody to be able to help you manage those kind of things. Uh, and, and so making sure that you're organized allows for that. But also making sure you're organized puts you in a better position to succeed financially. And here's why. Is if you have a better idea of your income, your expenses, your investments, how your investments are doing, what your insurance plans are, you know where you're spending too much money or not enough. You know whether you're saving enough. It's just being better financially organized allows you to succeed better financially. And some people have an aptitude for this. They just, they make spreadsheets and they have spreadsheets on spreadsheets on spreadsheets and or they use Quicken or QuickBooks uh, for their personal finances, let alone their business finances. Finances. And some people have an aptitude for it and they have an interest and they're obsessed over it. And for those people, good for you. This might not be the uh, most uh, m- most enlightening episode for you, just other than to say is if you're doing that, great for you. 
if you're not, if you're not tracking your money in, you're not tracking your money out, you don't know how your investments are doing, you don't know how much you're saving, percentage or dollar amount per month, you're less organized on your finances and ultimately you're going to be less successful. Because the fact of the matter is anything you do in life, whether it's uh, working out, I'll use the gym as a perfect example. If you track your progress, if you write that this week I benched 200 pounds for five reps and next week I did 205 for five and next week I did 210, you are tracking your progress and you can be an intentional, you can make a plan and design around that. Same thing with your finances. If you're saving $200 each paycheck right now and you want to save $200, $250 next paycheck, what are you going to cancel out in your life expenses wise to make sure that's there, right? So the first thing about this is just get yourself organized. But then there's another, with your financial plan, there's another level to that. And that's writing things out and sharing things. So uh, sharing things with, with somebody that matters or at least telling them where they can find that information since something happened to you. Um, so we have, a, we have a piece at, our, at my company, Financial Strategies Group, show, holding it up. It's called uh, Final Reflections and Information for Your Loved Ones. And so this, I give this to many of my clients as I meet with them. We just got it out, uh, I don't know, last quarter or so. So as I'm meeting with clients, I'm giving this document to them. And what this is, is a, is a organize your entire financial life, couple of pages. And so what it does is says the first page of it covers who to call. So if something happens to me, who is my attorney? Who's my financial planner? Who's my insurance agent? Who's my accountant? Where do I bank? Who's my banker? And then it goes into personal information. So anybody that's handling any of your financial affairs, even if they have written permission to do so, is going to need certain information, your social security number, date of birth, driver's license number, where to find your driver's license. Uh, obviously, they're going to know your address. But then take a step further than that is a lot of times for you need logins. You need to be able to log into somebody's bank account to, in order to help them manage that and, and, and you know check and make sure the balance isn't getting depleted or whatever it may be. They need to be able to get the login for that. How are they going to log in for that is they need the answers to your security questions. So those are the things you want to write down, um, passwords and logins and things like that. That's Actually, I would argue one of the most important things on here is keeping that login information up to date. So what this is for is not just uh, any active, young, professional, adult person working, but this also matters extremely for our parents and grandparents, the baby boomer generation and certainly the silent generation. Now, this, this what I'm talking about here is not legal documents. Those are obviously important as well, a will, a trust, powers of attorney. What this is, is I have all my legal documents done. Here's where they are. And also here's where all my accounts are. And I've updated the balance once a year by going into this document. Okay. And here's where it's saved in the gun safe or whatever in the important document safe and this is the password and and somebody has access to that information so it also goes through other things right like where are those legal documents um, wh what income sources do I have uh, what pieces of real estate do I earn I, I can't tell you how many people have uh, cabins up north and they have no idea um, where the deed is for it they don't know their mortgage balance uh, they don't know those kind of things and that's important stuff um, insurance policies there is I could probably look it up while I'm doing the podcast episode, but there is in the state of Michigan, there's unclaimed life insurance to the tune of a couple of billion dollars because people get a $10,000 policy or $5,000 policy or $50,000 policy through their credit union or, or their parents bought it for them and they forgot about it or whatever it may be and it's unclaimed. You need to track that stuff down ahead of time so no somebody's not forced to, to put those assets through probate at a later period of time because probate actually costs 1% to 5% of a person's assets in order to get through it. So if you're 
you're talking a you're talking a ten thousand dollar policy. You're spending a fair bit of time and money just to get one thing, one small ten thousand dollar policy that maybe you divided up between five grandchildren. Um, it's just not worth it. Get yourself organized. So talk to your parents, talk to your grandparents about these different things. And so it you know continues to go on through uh, personal assets, cars and automobiles, digital assets, the logins, uh, where where the debt is, additional information, and then a message to loved ones. So this is a document I'm willing to send to you as, as podcasts of listeners. It's a booklet. It's really nice. It's really helpful. Uh, help get your life in order. Just send me a message uh, at uh, Prosperity by the Pine on Facebook, or shoot me an email, um, Bryce B R I C E at fsgmichigan.com. I'm happy to share that with you uh, and send you a copy of that helping your stuff in order. So in addition to reaching out to me or the Facebook page uh, with regard to getting this free guide. There's a couple of the resources I've, I've offered up through the podcast throughout you know my time of doing this. Um, and so I, I'm creating a special little hidden website page for listeners of the podcast. So you would go to fsgmichigan.com backslash PBP. That's like prosperity by the pine free guides. So fsgmichigan.com backslash PBP free guides. That's there for download. Of course, we can send one to you. Um, so the second part of this in addition to organizing your finances uh, and, and getting your affairs in order, would be how to avoid family money fights. So again, this is kind of a two-pronged topic. How do you avoid family fights, money fights right now in your working, living, uh, breathing, budgeting, household life, and how do you avoid it for you as an heir or for your heirs? So the first thing, and, and, and this is in your everyday life. Communication is key. You guys have heard me say this a bunch. People don't talk about money enough. You got to talk about your budget. You got to talk about your goals. You got to talk about, um, you know, how you're going to your, your shift your finances over time. You got to have those conversations. And if you're not getting intimate and, and in detail with your, your budgeting life, you're going to have family money fights. That's just no no way about it. The other thing I'll tell you is that I've only seen, and I've worked with hundreds of couples on their, their personal financial plan. I've only seen one or maybe two where they keep their money separate and it works out better for them. Almost always it works out worse because it, his and hers money or his and his or hers and hers or whatever it is. There, if you are keeping your money separately, you end up not having a cohesive goal and so his money ends up getting spent on snowmobile stuff and her money ends up getting spent on ridiculously priced shoes, not to be uh, stereotypical, but that's what happens, right? So you've got to be on the same page. You've got to pool your money together. If you're a married couple, there's a reason that you got married and, and money and trust of money should be one of those things that's not a barrier to working together on, 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 on budgeting and these kind of things. So that's how to avoid it there. The biggest thing with that is obviously just communication, establishing goals, agreeing upon those goals, and then making action steps for them. It's simple. People don't do it, but it's simple. The second part of this is uh, is how do you avoid family uh, fights and squabbles when it comes to an inheritance? So I will tell you, and this is purely anecdotal, um, my experience on this is that it primarily comes from not like, you know, uh, my brother got uh, 1% more of the life insurance as a beneficiary than I did or vice versa. It comes from almost always two sources. And the first one would be a sentimental gift. And the siblings cannot get along about who's getting that. So that might be like, you know, dad's hunting rifle or mom's wedding ring or something along those lines. And so it's not, you know, it's not the half million dollar IRA that's getting split three ways. It's the it's the $1,500 hunting rifle that, that dad got from grandpa that got from great grandpa or mom's wedding ring. That's a quarter carat that, that, you know, you might have a much nicer one now, but you know, somebody else wanted it. 
So that's one of one way. The second way, and there's a third, so I'm going to talk about that too. The third way, or the second way would be, is if you have an aging parent and one of the siblings does a significant amount of the care. Uh, they're missing work to take mom or dad to the the doctor. They're uh, spending time there cooking and cleaning for them and maybe helping them bathe or whatever it might be. And so they're taking, you know, there's a, there's a there's a significant impact on their own personal life and well-being in order to take care of mom or dad. And, and there's going to be a fight at some point there about, well, like I haven't worked in three and a half years because I've been taking care of mom, but we, we, the money split three ways. That's not right. Uh, something along those lines, right? This is purely anecdotal. I'm just thinking of experiences that I've seen play out with clients. And the third way would be the spouses. So you and your siblings and inherit some money from mom or dad or whatever, and uh, and your your spouses, so the the brothers and sisters in law start getting involved, and they're wanting things from mom's houses. They're you're cleaning it out or whatever. That is where tensions get high. So this is my best advice on these different things. One, it's tough to talk to mom, dad, grandpa about this kind of stuff. But if you can and you're able to have those conversations, the first thing would be you got to keep stuff organized. Uh, you know, we don't need to keep 40 years worth of statements. Let's just keep, you know, a year end statement each year. Let's let's, you know, let's catalog these assets. Let's make sure our stuff is up to date, like our wills and our trusts and and those kind of documents. Let's keep our stuff organized. Um, but the second level of that is get ahead of it. Uh, get get ahead of some of these things um, before the time comes, like dad's rifle, um, you know, brother, you might get the rifle. I'll get the, the, the bird hunting uh, shotgun or whatever. I, you know, I'm t- talking from personal experience on some of these things is like, you shouldn't fight about these, uh, these, these well bit, they, they're things, they're stuff. They may be sentimental things and stuff, but you shouldn't fight about those. There's much more important things. Family is much more important. You got to get emotions and spouses out of the way. So uh, there are spouses that can be very helpful, but there's also in-laws. You might love your brother, but you might not love your brother and uh, your sister-in-law. And, and no offense to any of my sister brother-in-laws, but just just example-wise, right? So the direct family should be handling this thing because in-laws make things complicated. The next level is just to remember when when you get to that situation and you're saying, you know, this is how uh, we're going to handle things or grandpa or grandma or whoever's saying how you're going to be handling things is that at the end of the day, money is replaceable, objects are replaceable, your family relationships are not. And so you got to keep those intact. Some little things here that help do that is staying organized and making sure affairs are in order. Uh, before I let you go, I want to give this beer one more ta- try because it was a weird, it's just a weird flavor. So I'm going to give this one more try here. It's like cotton candy. I'm going to call it a cotton candy IPA. That's what they should have called it to begin with. I drink it again. Um, you know, as, as the time of which I'm uh, recording this, I kind of wanted to be talking about the election, but we don't know who won yet. And we're going to probably know by the time the episode drops. So I'm not going to talk about that at all, maybe in a couple of weeks here, but I digress. That's this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pints. Don't forget to subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. That's where we are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital. 
which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.